All right, everyone. Thanks for coming back, Lucas and Chad. We have some exciting, couple exciting news today. First, I believe we have decided on a name for the podcast. Have we, Chad? I believe so. Yeah, we have. Well, Finally. Well, why don't you? Why don't you? Long overdue. Tell, tell them what the name is. Yeah, it is long overdue. <laughs> I'll let I'll let you break the news. Uh, so we just thought about we're gonna call the podcast Elements for Life, which yeah. we which kind of encompasses like everything what the show is about from all areas of your life and hopefully we can provide tips that will help you guys out along your journey as well as um, you know we have some funny stories that we kind of stumble upon things we've learned and uh yeah that's pretty much it yeah yeah i think i don't know when i hear the term elements i think of something kind of essential you know to, to whatever it may be and i think you know a lot of what we're finding in through you know through our own self-analysis and also through you know the reading and the listening that we're doing and absorbing all this information we're kind of forming these these elements that help us lead more of a happy and fulfilling life yeah yeah well said man yeah so so elements of for elements for life correct yeah yeah elements for life yeah that's what we're going with for sure all right well so on this episode we're going to kind of diverge from our norm a little bit um of talking about you know something we may have learned in a book or or some something that happened to us and kind of relating it to um a situation and uh because we have some big news well actually one of us has had a major life event um and i'm gonna let chad break that to you guys what that is yeah it's kind of nervous to talk about this but um I actually came out of the closet this weekend and uh thanks for <laughs> you know it's been better than i expected <laughs> just kidding um yeah so my wife my cute tiny little wife she's uh, about five foot tall i just <laughs> delivered two pretty big babies for being twins um we had a baby boy he was uh six pounds ten ounces and a girl who was six pounds three ounces so man, it was solid 13 pounds of baby in there. Yeah. Born at uh, three, a little over 37 weeks. Well, we were doing the math a little bit ago, and uh, we were saying it's got to be between everything that was that was in there. It was like 20, 25 pounds of just joy it's just being carried around, you know, all, all, all baby in the factory that right. makes it. It's just so weird, man. Because basically when we built this house, we moved in. Jamie was almost pregnant. So it's like ever since she's been here, I feel like this has kind of been like a new journey, having a new house, and then her being pregnant, it just, you know, felt so far away that it was like almost never going to happen. And then, I don't know, it's, it's been really cool, though. I've, I've been enjoying it. Of course, uh, you know, some struggles along the way, a lot of adjustment, but so far oh, yeah. so good. They're, they're happy babies, so healthy. Well, yeah, and speaking of journey, I th- that's essentially what today's episode is going to be about is you know i'm I'm curious and i i really want to learn from chad because i you know i don't have kids myself i haven't been blessed with that experience yet and you know both of us have been doing a lot of you know learning a lot of self-improvement it's all that yeah soul searching that's a good (laughs) word for yeah i mean well literally some of it is but and you know some of it pertains to you know the upbringing of kids in the future generation and now that chad you know 
has that responsibility. I'm, I'm going to kind of interview him for this episode, try to learn from him and, uh, and just kind of see what, what his take on this, this whole experience is and, and, you know, what, where he wants it to go. Um, you know, so, and I, I don't have a list of questions prepared. I honestly just kind of came up with this <laughs> yeah, this morning. So, yeah. so bear with me guys. Yeah. Bourbon. So yeah. Oh yeah. It gets the questions <laughs> flowing every time and the answers. Right. You know, I, I really think the first, you know, question or the first thing that I want to know is just what was that experience like, you know, being, you know, in, in that moment, you know, seeing, you know, you've waited nine months, you know, for these, these little guys to come out and here it is finally there. I mean, what was it like when you first laid eyes on them? Just, I don't I, know. I, that's one of those things, like, I wish I could say like oh man it was just this super special moment i mean don't get wrong it was but i also had like to be completely honest i was kind of like just terrified (laughs) like they're actually here right and like now we we get a it's all the the stressors of going through all that and everything to expect but um but man like the first time you know they they put one in each arm it was just it really was like the coolest thing yeah i kind of looked down on them because what was so neat is that um, our little girl looks just like my wife, and the boy looks pretty close to me. So it's, it's kind of funny, like where it's like we're we're taking care of like little versions of us. Now, who came out first, or who was born first? Uh, uh, Emma was first. Okay. So she came out, and it was kind of crazy about this whole experience. So my my wife, um, the place I work in the hospital, uh. So I'm an anesthesia provider there. And, you know, usually you know how they have, like, the dad come in after this final comes in. Yeah. So they're like, you know, you just want to come back with us? I was like, sure. So I got to, you know, I helped, got, basically helped get Jamie all hooked up. Um, and then actually got to watch the C-section, which I don't know if many people would want to do that. But I actually got to see, like, that operation. So did they let you, and, like, stand up and look over? Yeah. So I, okay. literally, I literally got to see them, like, pulling like little emma like out what was that like just just to I, see that moment it, it was amazing i couldn't believe it because you know just to see your little girl for the first time because you know it was, it was literally at first she popped out she was crying and it's just it's so cool man it's so different when i guess when like the kids are yours obviously you know we see plenty of births and it's like oh yeah you know congrats blah 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 but it's yours man it's just that's that's really cool yeah and then with Colin, so he, um, so he came next. He was he was breech, right? So they pulled him up by by his feet. Okay. And and his head is so <laughs> so big that it was like a lot of finally you know a lot of stretching and they finally you know pulled him up. And dude, he was so chill. He wasn't crying. He's just looking around, checking Typical out. Typical guy. Yeah, just it was so interesting to see like that difference. Yeah. But. Yeah, they're they're really good babies. So, so I think my my next question for you, and you know, we've been going down this journey of you know trying to you know figure ourselves out, figure life out, you know, see where we want to go, and we've also been able to take a step back and just kind of analyze the world we live in and society and kind of pick up on different things that we look at or that we experience in day-to-day life. I think both of us have realized that, you know, out in the world, you know, 
you always hear growing up like you know it's great it's wonderful you hear all these positive things but it's it's not don't get me wrong like it definitely has its its positives there's great moments in life but also and we'll talk about this in some other episodes there's a lot of suffering involved in life as well a lot of hardships it's so i guess what is it like now to bear that responsibility of hey you're bringing up these kids in a world that is not perfect at all i mean how do you as a parent or what do you see how do you prepare a kid for that to deal with that without ruining their childhood and all those fun moments yeah that's a good call and definitely it's it's gonna be tough to find that that magical balance no we we just Everyone always talks about that. But actually, I guess to go through that and deliver on that is a different thing. Um, I guess, like, it's, man, what, I remember what Jordan Peterson said that I really liked is, do you want your kids to be safe or do you want your kids to be strong? So I think for me, like, my outlook is, like, if there's, like, I don't care. Like, I don't care how busy I am, what's going on. If there's, like, an opportunity for, for like, like, you know, for learning, especially if you can like just make them like tougher, like mentally. Um, I mean, that's, that's totally worthwhile. Right. Cause like every little thing you could do instead of, you know, let's say, I mean, something stupid, but whatever they're crying and they can't tie their shoe and instead of just hurrying up and tying it for them to actually like walk them through it and until they get it. Um, I don't know. I think like just use that as one example, but to basically carry on that example, like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times and let them be independent. Like basically let them go outside, let them run around, let them get dirty, jump off things, be crazy, throw rocks at each other, cry, punch each other in the face. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so what? Like, I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, you're not going to inflict harm on them. You're not going to let them go swimming in a frozen river or some shit, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like that. What do they call them? Like a helicopter parent where you're just trying to like, you know, wash their balls with like antibacterial soap and just like, it's just too much. Yeah. Well, I think, and you quoted Jordan Peterson in one of these books and, you know, he talks a lot about like in, in his, um, psychological practice, how he has observed people who are now adults, but when he digs back into their history, they were a child that was very shielded from, any dangers or any um, uncomfortable moments in life as a kid. And he talks about how when those people grow up and become adults, he actually sees or is able to kind of correlate a lot of psychological trauma with them because they get out in the real world. Mm -hmm. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And it's like, it's a rude awakening, I guess, as the saying goes. It really is for sure. Oh, it's so hard, man. Like we all go through so much crazy shit. And I think if you don't have those, like, almost, not, I shouldn't say traumatic events, but, like, hard times when you're younger, it's just going to get way harder when you get old. Because I'm sure, you know, you've been through some hard stuff that, um, I don't know, I, I feel like, even, like, for myself, maybe that's another reminder, too, is just, like, I, I was pretty, like, guarded. We, like, basically grew up in this, like, Brady Bunch family, and, you know, I, I love my parents. They're super nice, and I did a lot of made a lot of sacrifices for us kids, but they were definitely, um, they were pretty quick to kind of keep us like shielded, like, like whatever, say, uh, they found out one of our cats got hit 
um, by a car on the road. Like yeah. They didn't tell us. They just told us, oh, I, I, she must have ran away. Okay. Or just like little like stuff like that. And, you know, I was I was old enough. I, I think they would have been okay to tell me. You know, I think it was like seven, eight. It's not like, I mean, yeah, it would have sucked. But I think for a kid to learn about like death and, you know, the hardship of that and appreciate it every day and appreciate your animals you have now, it's, I don't know, it's not really... I think it's a good lesson, right? Do you think there's a magical age? And I mean, because I, f- I think a lot of parents do that. They feel like it's good intention, right? They, For sure. You know, they're, they're protecting their child from what is a sad, you know, traumatic event. Oh, yeah. And, and which, horrible. Yeah, which parent wouldn't want to do that? I mean, who could blame them? I know. So how do you... I think it's the problem, though, man, because now you get older and you're definitely going to start dealing with death and it's just it's not, not going to get any easier yeah so i guess how as a as a parent how do you decide or make that decision that you know my child is at an age where they can learn about some of the tragedies in life and be exposed to that and not have it cause i know yeah i know because that's it because yeah because what if it just jacks them up yeah or no i don't know i don't know like the magical age i don't know what you're saying i don't think there really is one I i don't know either um but I think, you know, that's just one example. I just think it's just, just all around every little tiny little thing that, you know, I guess we shouldn't always, I mean, you don't have to like make it sound harsh if you can somehow word it in a certain way to kind of soften it a little bit, but just to basically just being honest with their kids about what's going on in the world and how not everyone's nice, not everyone's going to like you. You're, you're going to be unhappy sometimes and that's fine. That's, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you're not always going to be happy. And I think they're like, I don't know why, like, parents want their kids to always be happy or some bullshit. But it's not reality. Well, yeah, I guess in the moment, who doesn't want to see their kid yeah. experiencing joy and being happy? I remember, I don't even remember what book, book that was now. But they, they were telling that exact thing. They were talking about how, like, certain parents do so much for their kids. And how, basically, if their kid shows any sign of unhappiness... They take it like personally and then they make their kid feel bad. Like, oh, I got you all this stuff. You have everything you ever wanted. Like, how can you be? And then, so now the kid, what what they do? They, now they repress their feelings. They don't tell their parents how they feel. Mm-hmm. They lie to them, become people pleasers because they don't want their parents to feel bad that they're not happy. And, what, and that sets up all kinds of shit, you know, resentment towards your parents, eventually long-term repress feelings. You're not being honest with them that encourages like lying i don't know i think it's just like we need like our kids to be honest with us no matter what they're going through and if you tell them to act a certain way they're not gonna be honest with you and i think too along those lines yes you know we always want our our kids to be happy and that's a very understandable emotion but at the same time by always trying to set up an environment in which your child is always experiencing joy or happiness I guess what growth, what long-term growth are you sacrificing because of that? Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, well said. I think yeah, that's it. It's like we're getting at. It. It's like the how's that go? Like, like you're 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 trying to teach them the bigger lesson instead of just like putting out fires, like the day-to-day stuff. Yeah. Like screw that. It's not even about that. Like, who cares if they suck today? Like, what do they learn? Like, I should, what what do you learn from your kid? doing well at soccer and scoring a bunch of goals like what did they learn mm-hmm. that they're better than everyone like that's not that's not really a good thing yeah i mean no, that's, I th- that sucks because now it's what what if i don't know it's just 
it's interesting like how every kid grows up different and their experiences like you know the star athlete versus the star whatever and it's fine i guess if they can like later on find something else that gives them that kind of drive and satisfaction but let's be honest how after high school sports are basically done for like what 99 percent of people yeah so you better find another shit to do when i love your idea that you texted me the other day about you know how you and i were trying to do all this new stuff that we suck at quite frankly and we're embracing the failure and kind of feeling like a fool and and we enjoy that now we've become used to that (laughs) right and so we seek out more and your idea of you know kind of documenting that maybe taking pictures recording that you know putting it in like a scrapbook or some idea like that and handing it down to your kids as a way to kind of teach them and show them like hey it's okay to try new stuff, to fail, to yeah. not be perfect at, at everything right away. And I thought that was a really cool idea, you know, mm-hmm. to and pass down that lesson. And, you know, instead of passing down the idea of, hey, hey, you should be happy all the time, pass down the idea that, you know, growth over the long term is important. And it's, and it's so weird, too, because, I mean, I, I remember I had those thoughts when I was younger. I'm like, oh, man, what's whoever is so good at basketball. But then now when I really think back on it, that same guy that i'm thinking about now dude he played basketball all the time he was you know doing the aau his parents were taking around all year round taking all these tournaments it was not by chance he wasn't gifted he just played a ton yeah he practiced a ton why wouldn't he be good and i think like if a kid can develop that mindset early on like if i want to do something i gotta like bust my ass that that's awesome but i mean obviously if the kid actually likes to do that thing they're, they're gonna want to bust their ass because it feels good right it's, yeah. it doesn't feel like work it's just fun so i don't know i think that's like a really important lesson for kids to learn too is that like sure and there, there's you know some people are just naturally gifted but i mean most most people are pretty average athletically and i think if you actually try and work hard or work harder than most people eventually you're going to succeed yeah well i think my next question is you know because you have kind of a unique circumstance so you have twins one boy one girl i mean so you hit a home run you know first try (laughs) so my question is will you for i guess for lack of a better term how do you think the the gender difference will affect how you raise them i don't know it's gonna be really tough i thought about it a little bit because i mean i think obviously at first you know the first four or five years will probably be pretty equal and mm-hmm. i'm assuming they'll this I, I don't know i'm assuming but like uh naturally over time they'll kind of gravitate towards certain things you know yeah like you know maybe he'll like dinosaurs and trucks and she'll like barbies whatever but if not it's, it's cool too um but I think like what I'm gonna do is I think me and Jamie really have to we can't always do everything with them together. We're gonna have to like like you know treat them as individuals. Yeah. And take them out one on one, or you know maybe me, you, and Colin could all hang out, and then Jamie and uh, Emma and what her friends. And I think like just doing that, like him having male time and her having like like female time is, is so good for them. They can kind of like understand you know, what, what it's like to have a relationship with someone of the same sex. And, um, I think that's really good. Cause I think a lot of, a lot of males, is, well, sh- shit, even females, girls and 
boys both they miss out on time with their dads because their dads are they're too busy yeah they're working all the time and you know they're telling themselves like oh it's a good thing because i'm providing for my family but in the meantime it's like you're not by the time they come home they're exhausted they don't have any time um i don't know so it's kind of crappy and i think like a lot of kids unfortunately missed out on having dads in their life so yeah this is something you and i we've talked about quite a bit you know and we've been through so many books it's hard for me to even to remember what ideas are coming from which book but i know i think it was was it the no more mr nice guy i believe book where he talks about you know way back when you know fathers were always home because you know you're working on the farm or whatever that type of work and this was a while ago yeah talking like early 1900s yeah and then the industrial revolution came along and slowly trickled it's gotten worse and worse and worse decade after decade and now to and to be fair to both genders you know and that article just came out i shouldn't say just but it came out in the economist saying now how actually women are the ones that are holding like the you know the higher paying job yeah. are graduating from college more. Right. And so I wonder you're going to have this shift where women are the out of household. Breadwinner. Yeah. The breadwinner, the worker that's going away. And, and how will that affect yeah. the household and, and not having a mother around? Cause I think having both around are equally mm-hmm. as important. No, I mean, I totally agree. I think, yeah, it's just like we're getting more and more emasculated. Like, year over year yeah it's gonna be i don't know like a lot of boys are gonna have a lot of feminine energy and i don't know it's it's just not good dude actually it's something actually i wanted to tell you about this that um heard this other day our boy jordan peterson i was watching a youtube video and we've talked about this a lot and it kind of made sense he he was talking about uh, he was, this is on Joe Rogan's podcast. He was saying, like, Joe was like, why why are so many young men so lost in life? Like, like what is it? Like, why is there so much anxiety, depression? Why is there laziness? Like, why can't they just, like, find their way? Yeah. Whereas it seems like a lot of, like, their counterparts, like, girls are kind of like, they have their shit together. Oh, I think by far there's more yeah. female women out there. Right. I mean, dude, just, like, looking that are back on a better and, path. Like, yeah. a lot of my high school friends are not... Are not doing shit they're just you know it, it's sad but um anyways what i was getting at though is uh so what he was saying is that think about like a girl it's almost like they have a destination or they have like meaning their meaning is to be a mom their meaning is to have kids whereas most guys are not like oh man i can't wait to be a dad someday guys don't talk like that at least not most guys maybe you know maybe some guys but yeah that's not like common bro talk exactly it's not the norm yeah you'd be called gay or something if you said that. <laughs> yeah oh, I, I just can't wait to be a dad it, yeah it's not it's not looked as socially acceptable in many yeah you know masculine circles right whereas you know up for a woman to say oh i can't wait to be a mom that, that's very normal it's very typical and so he was saying that from day one a girl almost has meaning and whereas a guy has to find it and I was like, dang, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's not to say that every girl is going to have a kid, but I think 
I think when they're younger, I think, you know, a lot of girls, they, they think about that. Okay, one day I'm going to get married, then I'm going to have kids. And- well, and what's interesting, it's kind of funny that you bring that up because I feel like, too, when a woman doesn't want to do that, is not following that typical timeline, they're looked down upon also from society you know yeah. maybe from other like, females oh, like like yeah like oh why aren't you married when are you gonna have kids right. yada yada i mean why can't they focus on yeah whatever. their careers well it doesn't matter yeah you can do whatever you want yeah um yeah it is it is weird like the social pressure and all that stuff oh yeah one more thing too like i think another thing guys can agree with is that like like you know women are they're so picky like towards like finding the right male mm-hmm. or the right mate right and then my wife actually mentioned something the other day. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but she was, you know, basically she was saying like, oh man, like, I'm so glad that we're together because you've been so helpful through this whole process, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she was saying like, oh man, I want, like, that would be horrible if I didn't have a supportive partner, right? Yeah. So you can kind of think of it like, uh, you know, for a woman to, like, they have to be very choosy with, the guy they want to be with because let's say if the guy is irresponsible he's not gonna be able to help him raise a kid no it's probably gonna be it's gonna be like she's gonna be raising two kids that sounds like a nightmare yeah so it's almost like it it's almost would be better probably for her to be by herself than to raise a kid two kids right well and that's i mean that's brought up in a lot of talks is how you know from going back you know years and years and years by women being the sex that bears children, yeah, that does put them in a vulnerable position. So yeah, yeah so very choosy. they have to be. I mean, yeah, and I th- and, and looking the thing at is like and getting back to our towel, it's like, dude, like dudes gotta get their shit together, man. Yeah, because you could be a great looking guy, you could have a ton of money, all this shit, but if you're irresponsible and she can pick up on that, I mean, you know, you you're starting at like rock bottom. Just yeah. rock bottom, but you're starting at a disadvantage. Is what I mean. So I don't know. It's kind of cool, kind of putting all these thoughts together. You know. Yeah, I'm sure it it's, will develop over time as you run into new situations. I mean, they're newborns right now, and right. So they they eat, sleep, and yeah, it's first. You know, not get their wood, diaper changed. Yeah, what pretty simple so far. Oh, they got the life. Right. <laughs> I'd love to be a newborn again. Just look up, they're just sleeping in that big boppy thing. They're just. Oh, it looks. I just looks imagine amazing. it'd be like the most restful sleep ever, because oh. there's no thoughts, there's no anxiety. Yeah. There's no gallbladder pain. No. It's all good. <laughs> they don't have an idea of the world yet. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Well, man, it's been fun hearing yeah. your your input. I'm sure I'll be asking you questions for sure. As you go along this journey, it's, it's fun to see, you know, yeah. the look on your guys' faces with them and, and yeah. all the excitement. So, yeah, yeah, man, thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. Sure, uh, you know, to be excited to we'll have to do like a one year update. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should. And hopefully, you're still looking like you have all the energy that yeah. you do now. I know, let's hope, man. Yeah, all right, guys. Well, I think that's it for today's uh, today's episode. So we hope you kind of enjoyed this little, you know, divergence off our normal, normal path. Um, we'll get back on, on the normal episodes, you know, in the preceding weeks. But as always, thanks for listening in. Tell us what you like, especially what you don't like. We're always looking for, for critical feedback so we can improve these, um, you know, share, sh- 
share the podcast, tell your friends about it. You know, and if you don't, that's fine with us too. We're just, you know, two guys out here trying to share whatever we can find and, you know, if it helps someone else, great. And if it doesn't, that's, that's okay too. So, all right. Talk to you guys later.